0: Welcome to the podcast that explores eudomania. Youda what? Eudomania is the pursuit of well-being based on our individual needs, which I love because we are all unique, and therefore our pursuit of wellness should be unique too. I'm a big fan of individualized, personalized care. There's no one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Emily Geiser. I'm a nature-loving, spiritually curious health and life coach who rarely runs out of questions, so I decided to host an interview-style podcast so that I can ask all the questions that I want. Each week, we'll dive into topics of personal development, nutrition, spirituality, mental health, and well-being with guests who generously share their tools and expertise. If you enjoy what you hear, please be sure to follow on Apple or subscribe on Spotify. It helps the podcast, and you'll be alerted each week when a new episode drops. Let's dive in. Eudomaniacs! I'm excited that we have a shaman on the show today. It's going to be a great conversation. But first, I want to let you know that the next Sugar Shake Off, my free five-day sugar detox, starts January 29th. The sign-up is on my website, emilygeyser.com. The links are always in the show notes. Atusa Ryson is my guest today. Atusa is a shaman transformational heart-centered healer, and spiritual guide and motivational speaker. She is also a best-selling author, poet, and digital artist. Her passion is to help people light up by guiding them to release their traumas and move from fear-based living to love-based, heart-centered, peaceful living. On Atusa's website, she says, My intention is to help you recognize your power, achieve internal peace, get in tune with your guidance system, and realize the universe is working with you, not against you. I love that. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm
0: so happy to be here. Really nice to see you. I'm curious, in this shift of thinking, I I think about it as like life is happening for you, not to you. It's kind of the same thing of what you're Mm -hmm. saying, right? What do you feel like is the first thing that needs to change for people to make that shift?
1: You got to love yourself. That's the first really important thing. And I think along with that, that you're taking responsibility for your life as well. And like you're saying, it's happening truly. Actually, funny enough, my book that is called Tend Yourself, Change the World. I go through those steps that what what are those important steps to do it, which is again, taking responsibility means that I'm saying whatever has happened, it's been by my choosing, by my doing. I'm responsible for it. So and in doing that, you get power back because then you're going inside and say, Okay, if I'm this is my choice. Then what am I choosing to have next? What do I want this creation to look like? And in doing that too, you know, again you're seeing that you have choice and you got to love yourself in order to create something with love. If you're coming from a place of inside of you there's all this fears and anger and grief it's okay to have those emotions and it's okay to at the base of all those emotions have that unconditional love for yourself because then you can extend it out into whatever it is that you're creating it's like a reservoir yes yes
0: it flows out and do you feel like you've always had
1: that reservoir have you always been in touch with (laughs) self-love oh no not at all not at all actually in the in the book i cover my story and traumas and you know as detail as i could no i mean that was one of my main things that i had to get to was to you know because i always lived life for the outside i wanted somebody somebody out there come and love me You know, because it's like, oh, then I'm not, I'm unlovable and nobody loves me. And, you know, I'm looking for that approval and acceptance outside because then if they approve me and accept me, then they love me. If I'm part of their community and if I'm part of their group, they love me and accept me. And I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere, you know, not in my family, not in my cultural group. Not even as a female, I didn't feel like I belonged. So there was a lot that I needed to uncover to be able to love myself fully and unconditionally. And in doing that, then I can love and unconditionally those people around me as well or anything in my life that's coming to me. I love how you describe that as
0: uncovering. I would love for you just to say more about what that looked like, maybe for you or, or generally that it wasn't like you, you had to change your size or your hair or your profession or something to earn that love.
1: Exactly. No, that's a big thing for myself, or my clients. It's everybody's looking for that magic bullet right now. I mean, like you go online and there are all these posts and everything and, you know, I'm 51, almost 50. And funny enough, every ad, every post that shows up for me has something to do with menopause and something to do with like exercise and eating for menopausal women and, you know, showing that gut belly, you know, do you suffer from menopausal belly? And, you know, not even that, but even mental emotional thing is just targeted and fear-based and if it was me before and I'm looking on the outside it's like oh yeah okay let me get this to fix myself let me get this to fix myself but the truth of it is that you gotta start loving I called this this is your home this body it's our home that we've come into in this physical lifetime And just imagine, like if you walk around, you live in the house that you absolutely hate everything about it, and you complain with everything about it. Your every day is going to be miserable. Every day you get up and you'll be miserable in your home, and that's how it is. Most of us get up and oh my god, I hate my hair. My hair is so horrible. Look at all this. I hate this. I hate that. And even if they like something. It's not a love really for it. It's not like I love my Body. I love this home that I came into. I love my hair. But again, it takes time to uncover because we've been told on the outside of what is right and wrong, what it needs to be. And we're covering all those rules. We're following it and we're saying, well, I got to follow these rules and I got to follow this way of living if I want to be part of this society, because if I don't, then I'm not. So it all plays together. And once you start to go inside and sit with yourself in those uncomfortable spots, and then you start to Really let go of all your rules as like, no, I don't need this rule. This rule's not mine to begin with. I don't even know why I'm following this. Oh, okay, that goes. You know, so all those rules about how you're supposed to look, how you're supposed to feel, what you're supposed to behave like, what you're supposed to do as a job, career, how you're even supposed to do all of those, you let it go. And and bigger part of that uncovering too is forgiveness. Being able to forgive yourself and forgive others in order to be able to start again loving yourself. You know, I had to, I hated my body. It was so funny. People would look at me and think like, oh, you're so thin. And in my head, I'm like, are you crazy? I am bad. I'm huge. And to, I mean, like this, the way I look right now, I have pretty much looked the same way for almost my entire adult life, even like as a younger uh, adult. I've looked pretty much the same size. But in my head, if you would tell me, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm huge. What are you talking about? But I had to fall in love with myself again. Yes. It's that in the head piece.
0: I work with women on self-image a lot in a ra- in kind of the weight world and you know it's not about the weight like over 80% of women want to change their bodies and it's amazing to hear women who are size 4 feel fat women who are size 16 feel fat it's what we're you know you're talking about the algorithm i'm in the same age bracket that you are and so i know what you mean about all those ads coming to us suggesting that we need to fix our face we need to fix our belly We need to change all these things. I'm a big fan of like understanding hormones and knowing that balance as we move into perimenopause and menopause because there's so much we can do. And I think a big piece of that health and well-being comes from loving ourselves or at least not hating. I think for some people that have spent their whole lives hating themselves, it's a hard jump to imagine loving but at least appreciation for all that our body's been through, Right.
1: Exactly. And I always tell them, you know, if you're having a problem with loving the outside stuff, at least go inside. Love the organs inside. Love the blood. Love the nerves. Love the bones. Love the tissues. Whatever. There's so much happening on the inside. White blood cells. Red blood cells. Go love those because you hold no judgment for those. That's the place to start loving yourself. And then... I think another piece of that, what's happening on the outside and people listening to all those messages coming is that we're not trusting our body and we're not trusting ourselves. So if you start to move a little bit more from a heart centered place and moving in that direction that I trust myself, I trust my knowing and I trust my body to tell me what it needs. My body is unique to me.
0: Speaking of trusting my body to tell me what it needs, this seems like a perfect time to drop in here and make sure you know about my free five-day sugar detox starting in just a few days. Do you know how to tell if your body needs a break from sugar? Some signs that your body needs a break. You're hungry more often, you're gaining weight, your skin may lack tone or glow, your face is puffy, your joints are achy, sleep is off, you're having more brain fog, you've been sick or have a cold you can't kick, If one or more of these is true for you, it might be time for you to take a break from sugar. Sugar is hard on the body and the brain, and I'm gonna teach you why and help you avoid it for five days. I'm not one for demonizing food, but I do think it's important to occasionally recalibrate our sugar intake. And five days does the trick. You'll notice the benefits really quickly. The Sugar Shake-Off begins January 29th, so go ahead and sign up today. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Again, you can sign up on my website and just
1: follow the links in the show notes. I trust my body to tell me what it needs. And when you connect with your body, then you realize, okay, you know, what food your body wants to eat at the moment? What exercise it wants to do? If it wants rest, everything comes to you. And when you follow it, then you find yourself like, okay, now your body—you find that healthy place that you always wanted. You know, if you whether it is to lose weight or not, because even that weight, you realize you've been carrying that weight out of protection. A lot of people that are overweight, that weight gives them that protection that they were lacking in their life at some point, and they needed that protection for they gained that weight. And so when you start to let it go. The weight naturally comes off because now you're connected and you're listening to your body. If you look at it, it's, you know, it's not even like I'm coming up with this. You know, there's right now, actually, Lewis Hay, she's the one that started all of this. And now science is even backing it up that, you know, all those health issues that we're having, you know, that we're even saying like high blood pressure is passed down from my dad, you know, heart problems passed down from my mom's side of family. Those are because generationally those emotional issues have been passed down through generations and generations. You know, when you're talking about high blood pressure is not allowing that fear is not letting you let life flow and the goodness of life flow. And that is something if you look back, things have happened on that side of your family and it's been passed down. Digestion issues, all of them have an emotional tie to it. And if you take it down and break it apart, you'll see that emotion that was or that issue that was passed down. It's usually fear-based, has something to do with fear of loss or abandonment. All of it actually abandonment, all of it comes fear of loss. And that's where it comes. And forgiveness is a big part because a lot of times we're not seeing our parents as they are the product of the traumas before them. And their parents were the result of traumas before them. And nobody has taken the time to really go inside to clear things out, really, so it doesn't get passed down to the next generation. And when you start to forgive yourself and forgive them, then you start to break those barriers. And even you start to break the barriers between the people, you know, not necessarily even family. You get to see people for who they are, what has happened in their life to make them this way. So I think that a lot of your work is energy
0: work. And so when you work with people, you can maybe identify, see some of those past traumas and work to heal them.
1: So the first session, I call it my gathering information where I'm going inside of them, they're lying on my table, or if they're Zoom, they're lying somewhere in their home. And I spend the time to see, like, first of all, what ages those it's holding on to different kind of traumas, you know. Like, so then I see, like, sometimes it's even in the womb, or then yeah, it's like two, or an age range, and all the way up to where they're now. So I look at all of that and see those ages that we need to go back and talk to, and I also see like things that's passed down from mom's side, dad's side, and Do we need to do kind of generational cleansing, healing for them or not?
0: These are, seems like, key pieces that can really get in the way of people loving themselves.
1: It is. But then again, I think even if you don't, let's say, I don't even, you don't come to a shaman or a me, like, when you start to go inside, And when you start to really say, okay, I want this to stop. I just want to connect to my heart. I just want to live my life based on my heart. And I know there is something bigger than this that I'm calling real life. And when you keep going inside and connecting, necessarily you don't even need to take those steps because... Life is going to guide you. The people that you need will come to you. You will find ways yourself. I didn't have anybody. I didn't get a shaman to come do any of it for me. I didn't get anybody outside to come do any of this. It was just, I really, I was interested since I was a kid to do this type of work. And I, you know, life said, okay, you want to be a healer? Then we got to get you trained. So my life was my training ground to get all that tools and things that I needed and to be able to do it for them. But the thing, and I mentioned this in the book, is that it just takes you choosing and choosing from your heart that I really want this. And everything else will come to play and will come for you. And you see it and you'll be able to get there. But also know. It's not a magic bullet. I think that's the other thing Our today's society. They're just looking for that quick fix and magic bullet. Just give it to me. And today, actually, I still haven't made that post. I was going to post it. Pain. Sit with your pain. Hmm. It's okay. You know, we have this. We built this sort of security system in our bodies that, oh my God, sadness. Oh, let's, let's get rid of sadness. Or, Oh my God, you know, some things. There's just these alarms constantly going off in our bodies where there isn't need to be any alarm. Sit with it. See, nothing's happening. It's all good. And if when you're connected with your body, if you do need to do something, your body's going to tell you, hey, we better go see a doctor for this one. This is not something. And sometimes that pain is even energetical stuff that you've been carrying for so long that's releasing in the body. And there's going to be some discomfort as it's getting out of your body. Remember, like as if you ate something, didn't disagree with you. Well, that thing is going to come out one way or another and it's not going to be pleasant. Yeah, it's a good point about Sitting with emotions. I- I've talked about it on different shows. I've talked about it in the book. I've had a long period of time, long stretches that it felt miserable. It was so hard to sit and it did feel like, you know, death. It was like constant darkness. And yes, I had, you know, I had to get up, take care of my son, take care of the house. I had still things to do and I did those things, but I didn't let it. It's not even stop. I'm like, I need to go through this. And a lot of times, like what you said, is the hardest part is not the emotion itself, it's the thoughts, it's that persona that you've attached with this idea. And that persona, that idea that you have yourself of yourself it's going to need some shaking before it's completely out. And that shaking needs to happen. So you need to sit with it and see it's not real. This is something I've created that's not real and it need, it's time for it has come to go. And the leaving of that persona, sometimes if it's something that's very permanent and or you've had it for a very long time, it's going to take, you know, courage to sit with and feel sometimes like that's for it to go and you have to say yeah but it's time for you to go i don't want you in my life anymore i want to be me not this character i've created for everybody else
0: so can we break this down a little more specifically about what it actually looks like to be present for our emotions because you talk about like releasing trauma And stuff in your work, and I know that can add a different component to being with emotions. So if people are listening to this and realizing they bypass a lot of the hard emotions and want to try, you know, this quote unquote sitting with their emotions, what, like, where do they start and what does that look like?
1: Quiet space. Meditation is not what we've done that we have to quiet the mind. That's not meditation. That's not mindfulness. So mindfulness means that wherever I am 24-7, I am aware of whatever is coming up. If it's in coming up in my presence, I'm aware of it. So it's more of the first step being that awareness inside. So you're looking inside yourself constantly. It's as if like you've given a notebook, a pad and a pen to somebody and said, Watch this, people, and whoever pops up, you're going to let me know. So that's that awareness. And then when something pops up, you don't go, like, alarm doesn't go off. Oh my God, something's wrong. It's like, oh, okay, somebody right now inside of me is acting up and let me go sit with it. And that sitting with it, it may not necessarily be go sit someplace quiet and sit with it. It might be, okay. I'm not following what you're telling me right now. I see you. It's like a kid. Your kid is tantruming. You're not going to go tantrum with the kid. You're going to say, okay, dude, I see you tantruming. When you're done, let's have a chat. You're going to walk away. So same thing here. You're going to recognize it and say, okay, I realize right now something's gone off that triggered you. And you know what? Right now." If you can say, I need to cook. I need to go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. Do something that feels good for you other than, oh my God, let's panic. I need to call someone. I need to do. It's not a running away, but you're actually getting a hold of it and saying, how about we go for a walk? How's I a breath? Do you want to breathe? What feels you? And sometimes it's just like, no, I want a tantrum. It's like okay, you know what? Why don't you tantrum, and I'm just gonna sit here and watch you tantrum. And when that stuff is coming out, like the thoughts and emotions, you know, I I put it in the books. Get it's not a journaling. Rather than you get pieces of paper and you let it come come out whatever it wants to say at that point. Let it say it on the paper. You're just letting it sort of like, for lack of a better word, vomit all over the page, and. When it's done, you take those pages, but you're not getting involved in the story of whoever's tantruming. Again, we're not tantruming with the kid. We're watching the kid tantrum and now we're just listening to them like, okay, I'm writing your story down here. And then release the paper however you want to release it. Don't keep it because that holds energy. That's the main thing of your you have to have that awareness to say, hey, Just because fear came up, just because sadness came up, just because these thoughts are coming up, it's not a reason for alarm. Now what can I do? Like I see you, I recognize you. What's next now? Either we can do some kind of an activity together that makes you feel good to calm down so you can talk, or you can just tantrum and I'll just watch you tantrum. The loving witness like to the experience. It's beautiful. And it goes back, you have to love yourself to be Mm -hmm. able to do that. All your part. Because that's the other reason we're not willing to sit with those parts because we look at them as ugly. We look at them as bad. It's like, oh my God, if anybody found out about this, you know, what would happen? But you got to love and accept yourself enough to say, hey, yeah, these are all part of me. I'm sure you work with
0: people, and myself included, who like, have a long history of numbing to those feelings. And so, you know, it might be 20 minutes into whatever your numbing substance of choice is, activity of choice is, that the awareness is like, oh, whoops, I'm doing this. So is that something that you've experienced? And do you have a way to help people shift that ability to not numb out, but go inward before the numbing happens? Exactly.
1: Yes, I have done it. And I talk about that a lot as well. My numbing of choice was running and exercise. I loved it, especially because I put my music on and I didn't listen to my body. And I worked to like crazy workouts and running like crazy and just didn't listen at all. So for me to, first of all, universe came and kicked my butt because... It changed every way I was doing. Like, I remember one time I was going to do a uh, half marathon and I'm, you know, I'm used to this music. This music is what keeps me going, right? You know, because I got to numb myself if I'm going to run that much and not listen to all this head chatter. And right from the start, my phone died. No music. Like, I'm not even talking about, I wasn't even into it a mile and just it died. It was the hardest, hardest run of my life, but that got me to see how much exactly I had numbed myself and what, I wasn't listening to anything. It wasn't me running at that point. It was this machine running. And so my guidance and advice is. Don't do your normal activities as a way to sit with these things because that automatically you go into the numbing thing. Nature is the best place if you're going to go in nature, walk in nature, sit in nature, take your shoes, socks off, plant your feet on the grass, on the dirt. But if you're going for a walk and you're staying out there, do it without your phone, do it without your, you know, your music, your person that you're constantly chattering with. You're going there simply to be present with yourself and for yourself. So that's, that's my recommendation. And, you know, again, if it's drinking, I talk about that uh, in the book as well. I give specific practice exercises for eating and drinking. If you use those as a numbing method, so that you can instead of numbing yourself, you take the step to connect with that drink, connect with that food, because then it will let you go in that same way as you've done it before. And I've I've done that with clients actually that, you know, there were Drinking, you know, especially like during COVID, I think everybody was drinking a lot and that way it really brought it down to like, it's like, no, I just had a glass and I was fine. You know, I didn't want it anymore.
0: That's a great answer. Thank you for, for all that. It's really, really striking. I'm, I'm always surprised by people who use exercise to numb out. I know it's a thing, but it's so far from my choices. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, exercise is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your book more specifically. What is it called? Where can we find it? The book is called Change Yourself, Change the World. So transform your life from fear-based living to choosing love and seeing magic. The cover art is one of my artworks and it's augmented reality art. And there's, I think, second page tells you how to do it so You'll see it come to life. You can get it on Kindle or Amazon paperback is available as well. And I'm trying to get some local bookstores to carry it as well. So hopefully in some of the local bookstores as well. Congratulations on getting that
0: out. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. It was a huge process. It went really beyond my expectations of, you know, the number of copies it sold and it got to number one. The paperback even got to number one. So it really just, yeah, beyond my experience. I've received so much love and support and so many people have shared their reviews online or just with me of, you know, the impact it's having on their lives. So I'm really pleased and happy with it. And a lot of the work I've done with my clients, I've put it into this book so that people can do this on their own and see that it is simple and see that they're not alone. It's such
0: an important message. The world needs changing. We each yeah, individually could use that injection of self-love like you've talked about.
1: Yeah. And that's the only way we're going to change the world really is that we got to change ourselves. And that's when you change, like I'm sure you've had the same experience, you know, with my clients, when they change, they come back and say, oh my God, you know, now I see like my family's shifting, my friends are shifting. So that shift is showing you that ripple effect is happening. So imagine more of us changing and shifting and how many other lives we can touch and they shift. So, you know, we all say we want a better world. Here's the way.
0: It starts with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. I know that you say that living a life of love, joy, and peace is achievable. I'm fully on board with that statement. I agree with you. And I imagine that some people that are living in a very dark space right now, that doesn't even feel possible to comprehend.
1: Well, I talk about that too. The reason that it's not is that, again, we're looking at the outside and we've tied it into events and things and it's, it's much bigger. But when you start to shift and you start to get in that place of trusting yourself, trusting your knowing, trusting the universe, then you'll see that whatever is happening in front of you is actually a gift. You might not see the gift right now, but it is a gift. And I even, you know, give examples of my own life. And I think I have some client stories in there too that talks about those specific times that it looked like this is like the worst thing that can happen. And yet I'm looking at it and saying, no, I'm going to trust. And I know this is good. And it was the best thing in my whole life, actually. All those things that happened. And there was a moment I look back and I'm like, what a great plan. I mean, like, who came up with this plan? This looks fantastic. Like, look at it. You took with through all those things. I got all these tools and now I'm doing this great work. Wow. I mean, like, seriously, who came up with this? <laughs> so you can
0: kind of connect the dots looking in the rear view mirror, but when you're in it, it's a little hard to see the pathway.
1: Exactly. No. And sometimes you might not even until much later. So don't be saying like, well, I need to see it now. Yes. You may not see it even now. And much later you're going to say, like, wow, yeah, I see why that happened now.
0: What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have with your work or shamanism or energy healing? It depends. I
1: think that there are different things out I would like to cover on that. One is that there's definitely, there are people that believe that there's something bigger and believe in the energy and believe that there is an energetical connection and communication among all of us. So with those people, there's an issue. And the ones that are not, frankly, oh, well, I let them be where they're at and hopefully this is my playground. I'll get more people playing here. And, you know, it's going to shift eventually anyway. And I'm seeing that shift. People that I wouldn't even imagine talking about these things, now they're talking about it. I'm like, okay, what just happened? And so that's a that's a great thing. And um, the other thing is that I think people also the ones that even if they're not fully on energetic energetical side or they are, believing in these kind of things, then they put a lot of labels on things and believe in negative things. You know, I have this and I have that or something's attacking me and something is, you know, it's like, again, they're giving their power to something outside. You know, I get all these calls all the time that, you know, somebody put a curse on me or there's an entity or there's a negative being in my life. I touch so-and-so. So I always tell them, I'm not denying what you're feeling. And all of that, to an extent, yes, it is true. However, again, everything is happening to you for a reason, for a purpose. It's not that it's something bad happening to you. It's for you to realize you're carrying these fears and you're giving your power away. Release the fears and none of those things are going to happen to you. And some think I'm crazy. They're like, oh, no, I'm going to go find somebody else that's going to come take it out. And I tell them, I'm like, you go ahead and do that. But I guarantee you there's going to be more and more events like this. It doesn't stop with this one thing. And I've had clients that say, okay, let's do this. And they're the ones that they make the biggest process because they progress, because they're like, Yeah, I see it now. I see how that, you know, was teaching me something. And they see the gift in it. And they do get rid of their fears. So they don't they don't come at life and their experience with the fear lens. They come with a love lens.
0: It's really back to that idea of Tuning in instead of running or mm-hmm. numbing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to speak on?
1: No, I think this is great. I loved everything. Awesome. I, we talked about so much. It was a fun, fun conversation. I'm
0: curious. The question I ask all guests is what your morning routine is like if you
1: have one. My morning routine depends. Is it a school day or not a school day? <laughs> Answer however so you like. Do- Let's do a non-school day because that's my favorite. I love waking up early in the morning. So my usual time of wake up time is 6 a.m. and 5.30 and 6. And I love that peace and quiet in the morning, especially the sound of the birds. And then I have my cup of espresso black and I just sit there and that, that's my favorite time. That's my morning routine. Lovely. Yeah, it's great. It's so
0: nice to be able to start the day on your own terms like that, rather than crashing into everybody else's agenda. Exactly, exactly. I hope everybody listening will go look for Atusa on Instagram, your website, check out her book. All of that will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking time to share your gifts and talk us through these really important issues. I loved it.
1: Thank you. It was great. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the work you do for the people. And, you know, together we need more people like us to shift this world. Yeah, the ripple. Yes.
0: I'm glad you stuck around for the end of another episode. Please share it with a friend and follow and review if you want to hear more conversations like this. If you'd like to bridge the gap between knowing and doing, I have a free download at my website for making healthy habits in just five minutes a day. While you're there, check out my group and private coaching options. Boxer Coaching is a great way for busy people to make getting healthy easier. Learn more about my coaching options and check out my wellness shop at my website, emilygeyser.com. You can connect with me directly on Instagram at emilygeiser. Links from the show notes. I'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Until then, think good thoughts and go for them.